finding drivers in unusual places, new technology for truck cabs, and affairs of state. Pull up a chair and join us as the editors of DC Velocity discuss these stories as well as news and supply chain trends on this week's Logistics Matters podcast. Hi, I'm Dave Maloney. I'm the Group Editorial Director at DC Velocity. Welcome. Logistics Matters is sponsored by TGW. TGW is a leading global systems integrator for automated warehouse solutions. They're a one-stop provider designing, manufacturing, implementing, and maintaining end-to-end fulfillment solutions for Urban, GAP, JASCO, TVH, and more. Distribution network management is becoming all the more challenging. Master the unpredictable with TGW, a leading global systems integrator. Visit tgw-group.com for more information. As usual, our DC Velocity senior editors Ben Ames and Victoria Kickham will be along to provide their insights into the top stories of this week. But to begin today, it's been difficult for many years to find supply chain workers and in particular the many drivers needed for our nation's over-the-road trucks. But now we meet a man who's working to train drivers who've had somewhat different life experiences and backgrounds. To tell more, here's Victoria with today's guest. Victoria? Our guest today is Aaron Smith, founder of the media company Escaping the Odds, which is an organization that helps formerly incarcerated people and others make a fresh start as entrepreneurs. Welcome, Aaron. Thank you for having me, Victoria. Yes, pleasure. So I just want to start by asking you, uh, tell us a little bit about your organization. You know, what is Escaping the Odds and, and why did you start it? Yeah, Escaping the Odds Media uh, is based out of Chicago, Illinois. Um, initially, we started off with a, with a podcast. Uh, I think that was the, the quickest and most uh, cost-efficient way to uh, kind of get out what we wanted to do. And because I myself was formerly incarcerated, um, I wanted to change the narrative and actually get stories out there uh, from an unlikely source uh, where men and women who were formerly incarcerated can um, have a platform where they can kind of talk about their experience um, incarcerated, but also what led to their entrepreneurial dreams uh, being you know, being able to actually start those those businesses. And so that's where it started. And it just kind of spawned off into um, trucking and transportation as well, just providing a fresh start for men and women in that arena as, as well. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you about, too. I know there's a heavy focus on trucking, transportation, logistics. So yes. can you talk a little bit about that? Um, you know, how, how did you um, become interested in the field and in supply chain? And, and, and why do you continue to uh, sort of focus on that? Yeah, uh, kind of way back uh, while I, I was kind of going through my adjudication with my uh, criminal case, I had to get a job. I was on bond and I started working for one of the largest three PLs um, in the country, probably the world. And so I learned the trucking industry from, from that perspective, from a brokerage uh, perspective. And once I was released, I had to get a job again. And so I figured, hey, I know that I have experience working in the you know, dispatch brokerage in Arena. Um, I'll get a job doing that, but my end goal was to actually start my own transportation company and also offer opportunities for men and women who are not only just formerly incarcerated, but as a whole to um, get their start in, in a, a trucking or logistics industry as well. And so that's what I've been doing. I've looked at your um, your website and you talk a lot about switching the hustle. You know, yes. going from what you were doing, yeah. um, you know, before you were incarcerated to, yes. to a different career. Um, why is switching the hustle to logistics and transportation, you know, a good option for people looking to make a, a fresh start? 
yeah what's, Victoria, what's so attractive about it sorry go ahead well no no problem uh believe it or not uh trucking just that sector alone um is probably one of the most popular uh positions if you took a poll of the men and women who are incarcerated especially men that's probably a number two or even number one position or industry that people want to kind of kind of dive into and it's because of two things first and foremost the, the money is comparable to maybe some of the monies they were making uh, with illicit activities but then even also that freedom um you know you don't have to go work for a company although you can to make a nice living but you also could be an owner operator and that's what i've been seeing with a lot of my colleagues and people that i was incarcerated with you know they get released and they get their cdls or a non-cdl kind of a license and they begin their uh their journey so to speak into the trucking industry and so for those two reasons it's very uh, appealing uh, to this population yeah, it makes sense. Um, so one of your um, primary offer offerings through Escaping the Odds is a box truck driving class. Can yes. you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, yes. I, uh, I partnered up with a company called Stretch Money, uh, Stretch Dot Money, and they were like banking for formerly incarcerated, but they wanted to kind of pivot a little bit and start offering courses that were really popular with this particular uh, population, people that are formerly incarcerated or individuals that just wanted to kind of do something different with their lives. and I knew that trucking was an uh, uh, industry that wasn't going anywhere. And again, it's very popular uh, with this particular population. So I also partnered up with another gentleman, Ed Hendings, who also had a trucking company, uh, Box Trucks, where you didn't have to have a commercial driver's license. That's like a lower barrier to enter the market. And we knew that there was a lot of capacity for that kind of freight, mainly last mile delivery stuff. And so we wanted to create a course where we could teach a person from, to go from A to Z on how to be an owner operator without having a, a commercial driver's license. And we did so. Um, so Escaping Odds Media is the uh, producer of that content. And how many, roughly, you know, how many people have been through the box truck course? Uh, since our inception, I would say, and I, we started back in, I wanna say March or April. I would say thus far, probably had about 50 students come through the program. And again, so, you say this is sort of a, a way to, I mean, it's it's costly to get your CDL, right? We write about yes. that quite a bit. So this is a way mm -hmm. that you don't have to do that. And it's I'm guessing it's more affordable than uh, than going that route, taking your class. Yeah. Absolutely. The course is, uh, I believe, is priced now at $349. And it's a okay. kind of a, a program where it's on demand. And so... It's not like you could take it in six weeks. You could take it yeah. and get it done over a weekend. Um, so it's very, um, you know, flexible for the okay. working person. Yeah. Um, you mentioned you're partnering with uh, a, a finance group. I think you have some other supply chain partners as well or are trying to build relationships with others. Can you describe some of those? Yes, that's one of the things that we are really uh, wanting to do just to kind of um, kind of attach ourselves and even kind of the whole community of, of like logistics and industry kind of to lend that credibility as well so they can see that okay this particular population you know we're we're here too right we're able to um kind of get the job done so to speak and so one company that we partner with is otr solutions and they're based out of atlanta and we have a scholarship program that we're doing um with their with their company and so that's been that's been going well 
Uh, what are your, um, you know, your ultimate goals um, with the program, with all of what you're doing? And I wonder if you can talk a little bit about, you know, why the um, broader industry should be kind of paying attention to efforts uh, like yours. We write often about the need for truck drivers, also yeah. the need, the need for people throughout logistics. So, I guess, yeah. what would you, what's your ultimate goal? The ultimate goal for um, escaping us is specifically within trucking, is to kind of be that conduit if you will, um, for men and women who's been just as impacted, but they have a desire to uh, step into this new arena. Um, I'm able to kind of do the handoff, so to speak, uh, but also just be able to provide like re-entry services because it's more than just getting a job, right? There's a lot of things that a person who's reintegrated back into society uh, would may have to um, kind of get adjusted to. And so just being able to, to be that handoff to some of these companies and even also continuing our training and partnering with more and more uh, logistics companies like the OTR solutions of the world, uh, just to, again, bring that credibility uh, to what we're doing. And where can um, anyone interested in your, in your work, where can they find you? Well, uh, the, the, yeah, the Escaping the Odds um, podcast is on escapingodds.com, uh, YouTube, uh, Instagram, anywhere. Also, I failed to mention, I have a, a, another podcast that I'm producing called The Urban Trucker. And that's pretty much telling the stories of people of all backgrounds, mainly uh, women and, and men and women of color um, in the logistics industry. So it's a, it's a great a great concept, it's something different. Terrific, so escapingodds.com and they can look for The Urban Trucker. Um, Aaron, thank you so much for being here today. We're, we really thank you for sharing sharing your perspective. Oh, thank you. I appreciate your time, Victoria. Thank you, and we wish you the best of luck. Uh, back All to you, right. Dave. Now let's take a look at some of the other supply chain news from the week. And we just talked about truck drivers. And Ben, you reported this week on some new technology for them to use in truck cabs. Can you share some details? Yeah, I'm glad to. The trucking sector, for a lot of reasons, is in something of a downturn nowadays. It's always been a cyclical industry, but uh, there are a lot of um, reasons with the economy and inflation and interest and post-pandemic uh, and all kinds of reasons that it's slowing down right now. It's also been hard to buy new vehicles lately because uh, of supply chain delays and, of course, there are shortages in semiconductors. Uh, but still, some new trucks are hitting the market. And this week, uh, I saw some interesting details about one of those latest purchases. Uh, this was a delivery of eight new Cascadia tractors. Those are big class eight tractors from Freightliner. Uh, they were bought by a company called Betaway Supply Chain Services. Uh, that's a New Jersey pallet network operator that distributes pallets nationwide. Uh, Betaway operates a fleet of 150 tractors and some 900 trailers. So those eight new trucks were not that big a deal, just in their quantity. But uh, the interesting part to me was that they had Freightliner's integrated driver safety and assist system. What that is, is a collection of uh, tools that keep the truck and the driver safe. So uh, th there are eight or 10 of them. There's active speed intervention, side guard alerts, active brake assist with pedestrian detection, a brake hold mode, there's adaptive cruise control, there's active lane keeping assist, and there's electronic steering assist. So a whole package. Yeah, well, those are some impressive driving technologies, but a lot of those are already available on passenger cars too, right? 
Uh, good point. Yeah, uh, and the answer is yes. If if you drive a late model car built built in a recent year, uh, you may actually have many of these yourself already. Uh, but Betaway president John Vaccaro said that they have not been available in commercial trucks until now. So as Vaccaro said, uh, Class 8 trucks are finally catching up to the technology in the world's best automobiles. From Betaway's perspective, uh, the company bought these extra features. It's an add-on to the basic model of the truck. Uh, because it's looking for a jump in road safety for the company's drivers, of course. Uh, but also, it's going to cut down their commercial insurance premiums, since it costs less to uh, to have insurance for a car or a truck that uses all these accident avoidance technologies. Uh, but looking at the industry a little more broadly, during 2022, last year, we saw a series of kind of stumbles by some of these companies that are trying to build self-driving cars and trucks. Um, lots of reasons, uh, some of those economic turbulence uh, variables that we talked about earlier. Um, but we saw some of those companies, even though maybe they weren't uh, moving as quickly as possible to create these you know, fully self-driving cars, um, they've been recouping the cost of their research by rolling some of those same technologies and features into dashboard suites that help human drivers stay safe instead of replacing the human drivers. And so that that's all the sort of lane assist and uh, pedestrian detection and uh, active speed intervention, all these kind of things. Uh, so it, it's interesting. They're using some of the same technologies um, for kind of a different uh, application. It doesn't mean that self-driving trucks will never get here. Uh, and for sure, some companies are still running uh, right now trials and pilot programs with self-driving trucks. Uh, but it's interesting seeing those technologies find some new homes. Right. Uh, it is interesting, and it's good to see that those technologies are being adapted for driver assist type of use. And uh, hopefully we'll get a lot of the bugs out before we see autonomous trucks down the road. We'll keep track of those advancements. Yep, we sure will. Thanks, Ben. Yep, glad to. And Victoria, you participated this week in the National Association of Wholesaler Distributors Conference. Did you hear from any interesting speakers? Yes, Dave, I did. Yeah. So the National Association of Wholesaler Distributors held its annual executive summit this week. Uh, the event is held this time each year in Washington, D.C. I didn't actually make it to D.C. for the event, but I was able to sit in on some of the sessions online thanks to live stream access. Uh, just a little background, this event brings together business owners and executives uh, from the distribution industry to talk about economic trends and challenges, supply chain issues, and also the U.S. political landscape and its effects on business. Um, NAW always has some very high-level speakers in attendance, and this year was no different. Uh, the list included former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo and former Vice President Mike Pence. What did you learn? Well, as I said, I wasn't there in person and couldn't attend everything online, but it was interesting to get Secretary Pompeo's insights. Uh, his Global Outlook 2023 was a highlight of day one of the conference on Wednesday. Uh, he talked about his experience in business and supply chain, actually. He uh, ran an aircraft parts manufacturing company in Wichita, Kansas at one point, and was later in the oil field oil field industry, so he's got direct experience in supply chain. Um, and he also talked about his military and government service as well. Some of the key issues he discussed, and it was a wide-ranging conversation, uh, but one of the top first issues to come up was uh, China 
uh, as a threat to the U.S. and global economies. He emphasized the importance of not underestimating that threat for a variety of reasons. Um, and he talked about the importance of diversifying sourcing and supply chain activities um, away from China to other countries and regions. That's been a common theme since the pandemic, of course. We've talked about it many times here on the podcast. Uh, beyond that, he listed two other threats to the U.S. that he said he is most concerned about. There are many, but these are the two of the ones that he highlighted in addition to the one I just mentioned. The first has to do with threats to our commercial infrastructure and the need to preserve that infrastructure. And he said that includes preserving our workforce through things like training and develop, uh, training and educational development. There was a lot of discussion about the labor problems we're facing in the United States, especially a lack of skilled labor. Uh, second, he said he's very worried about the threat of um, what he called ungoverned spaces on our southern border, particularly the growing influence of drug cartels in Mexico and the power they exert over uh, the Mexican government. He gave some exam uh, examples of recent incidents and said, and I'm quoting, he's deeply worried about their penetration at the southern border and their ability to potentially hold us hostage as they do the Mexican government in many ways. Uh, it was interesting, Pompeo admitted that listing Mexico as one of his biggest concerns for the US and the economy may come as a surprise, but he, um, he emphasized that he does indeed feel it's one of the biggest threats we're facing. Uh, another interesting note, to me anyway, uh, he mentioned at one point that he felt very much like a supply chain manager during his time as Secretary of State because it's a job that's focused so much on where our assets are and where our tra transportation corridors are. And he said it's very much about risk, managing risk, which is a theme I think our audience can certainly uh, relate to. Uh, just. To wrap up, the meeting also featured, you know, panel discussions with industry executives and an economic outlook from Alan Boley of ITR Economics. Uh, so quite a mixed bag. Um, and as I said, uh, it's held this time each year and an interesting conference. Sounds like it was very interesting. Thanks, Victoria, for reporting on it. You're welcome. We encourage our listeners to go to dcvelocity.com for more on these and other supply chain stories and check out the podcast notes section for some direct links on the topics that we discussed today. And our thanks to Aaron Smith of Escaping the Odds for being our guest. We welcome your comments on this topic and our other stories. You can email us at podcast at dcvelocity.com. We also encourage you to subscribe to Logistics Matters at your favorite podcast platform. Our new episodes are uploaded each Friday. Speaking of subscribing, check out our sister podcast series, Supply Chain in the Fast Lane. It's co-produced by the Council of Supply Chain Management Professionals and Supply Chain Quarterly. Subscribe to Supply Chain in the Fast Lane wherever you get your podcasts. And a reminder that Logistics Matters is sponsored by TGW. TGW is a leading global systems provider of automated warehouse solutions, providing designing, manufacturing, implementing, and maintaining end-to-end -end fulfillment solutions for Urban, GAP, JASCO, TVH and more. Learn more about how to improve your supply chain operations by visiting them at Promat this March in booth S1503. We'll be back again next week with another edition of Logistics Matters. Be sure to join us. Until then, have a great week. <laughs>